Have you ever been afraid to start something new, even if that thing would be beneficial to both yourself and to others? I have. And that fear has been keeping me from doing what I know is right. Let's explore that. Hello and welcome to the Exploring Recovery Podcast. This is the podcast that takes a closer look at a life lived in recovery. I'm your host, Shane Sosykic. It is April 17th, 2021, and since my last episode, I've really been struggling with finding a workflow to make this podcast in a timely manner. I, I do work a full-time job, but on top of that, I'm still doing my book. But the thing is, is <laughs> I've really started to kind of feel the weight of all this other stuff that I'm trying to do. It's been difficult because part of me just wants to be able to focus on it and just that be it. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. That's kind of that extreme mindset that I, that you'll come to know um, as part of my personality. And I'll talk about it quite often, but it's a, been a problem that I've been trying to get better at just doing this in stages. I've been trying to make Saturdays my day to record um, with my Fridays being days to kind of fluff out the, uh, the different um, details of the podcast, the outlines. I've been wanting to start more of a um, outline instead of having a script. So that way it flows a bit better than just trying to read a script like I'm doing a voiceover or something of that nature. So I've also been struggling with... Um, Feelings of loneliness, you know, I, I'm single and that's, shouldn't be a problem. Although I want to say that having been married before, I do know what it would mean to be with somebody and how much time that would take versus, you know, doing all of what I'm doing now by myself. That's kind of the, uh, the, the trade off there. Companionship is great, but at the same time, I have to split my focus yet again between work the podcast, writing, and being available for someone that uh, I want to build a life with. So learning how to steward that, those feelings, because it comes up. And what I've come to realize is that when I feel lonely, honestly, I believe it's my body telling me, hey, you're getting a little bit further away from this relationship with God that you're trying to build. So that's been kind of one of those transformative things that have happened this week. I am, however, excited to announce that I've recently been given an opportunity to serve in the capacity of a managerial role at um, my recovery group to help with making sure any kind of media that they need is, is created, uh, making sure that there's workers in uh, the booth to handle the sound and the slides. And so that's been a strange transition for me, but still I, on top of everything else that I'm doing, it's exciting because I enjoy volunteering and kind of helping in that capacity as well as just being um, a hands-on person that could be there for other people going through something that mm, similar to what I was going through. But with that being said, let's get into today's episode. When I was a kid, I started a lot of 
different projects and things. I was a consummate builder. Like, I'm glad I had Legos. Uh, for those who remember Erector Sets, it's amazing, these little uh, pieces with nuts and bolts, and you'd get to create, like, uh, like, structures and machines and race cars. For me, it was more like robots. But as I got into it, I never really finished a lot of them. It was great starting this new idea and being excited about it and then going through it, but then just not having the follow-through. To be honest with you, that's one thing about my personality I really didn't like. So when I got older, I wanted to be this kind of person that would just, if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, and that's the end of it. As the word says, I wanted my yes to be yes. The biggest thing that I hated about committing to an amazing project i had a lot of amazing ideas is some part of me's gotta gotta be realistic about what i could get done and um there's a few times that i you know overcommitted and under delivered and i didn't want to be like that so i'm at a point in my life now that if i say i'm going to do a project i either going to make sure that i've done my cost benefit analysis my cba i've sat down and realizes is something that's feasible and that in and of itself has been a huge help not just personally but professionally if i walk into a situation and someone says to me hey i need you to do this i have this task i want you to go through and do this i say okay let me have a look at what you want done i can better assess how much time it'll take how much time i have to give to it and whether or not I'll be able to meet their demands. And that is just something that has come with experience. But as a creative person, especially someone who had worked as a creative consultant for a short time, that was one of the biggest tools I could offer my client because they had an idea of what they could get out of me in terms of getting their product out to be you know, used to promote. As much as I would love to have had this skill when I was younger, it wasn't until like my life blew up and I was put into a situation where this skill really needed to be refined and developed because sometimes I had a short turnaround window to get something done. And if I overcommitted to doing something amazing and ended up under delivering, it just made me look bad. And I wanted to, above all, protect my good name and reputation. And that became paramount for me. The problem then becomes, whenever I look at new projects, there's this huge kind of concern and almost anxiety at times. All right, you want to do this, but given what you know, you know how much time this is going to take, right? You know how difficult this is going to be to complete, no matter what it is. So I really have to assess when I start something if I'm able to finish it. Thus, the fear starts to kick in. Like, Okay, man, you, you want to do this? Fine, but... Are you going to be able to finish? If not, it's just a waste of time and money. And I've really gotten this drive to kind of get it done at all costs, which in and of itself has its pros and cons. Because at times it's like, well, you know, I want to get it done. So I'm just going to push on through without taking the time to look at the details to make something that's quality. The get it done mentality kicks in and can sometimes hamstring it. And that's not something that I want for anything that I put my hand in and do. I want to do everything that I, I create to have this excellence with it, right? Like, that's important to me. Like, everything that I do have um, excellence. 
and done to the best of my ability, knowing that my best today is not going to be my best tomorrow, but it's certainly better than my best yesterday. Wow, maybe I should put that on a t-shirt and sell it. This goes especially for starting something completely new. If I've not done it before, but kind of know the ins and outs of it to a small degree, and I'll get into this in a few minutes, but um, especially as concerning the podcast, like getting started in anything new or taking that chance to use, you know, what time that I have for that has become kind of a daunting task. It really has. It's been intimidating because like, I don't want to produce anything that's kind of worthless. You know, I just, I'm just not the kind of person that I am now, but there comes a degree where you just kind of have to put yourself out there and see how it goes. I can especially be intimidated when I think about the whole process for starting this podcast. When I got the idea for it, I kept thinking to myself, okay, I need the proper equipment and, you know, stable backing, all of these things. And so I decided to just really shift my company's focus from creative consulting to making whatever money I can and putting that money back into the company to make for equipment. So I was thinking to myself, you know, like I'm recording on uh, Mono's uh, Monocaster and it's got uh, stuff for podcasting. I thought, you know what, this, this I think will be great for what I'm trying to do. It finally came in and it just sat there. I was like, okay, you know, uh, when the idea first came to mind, I wasn't very financially stable. You know, I had to make sure that I watched whatever I spent and, and I still do because I want to keep a good budget. And I thought to myself, well, okay, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it right. And I held on to that mentality and don't get me wrong. That's a good mentality to have. But despite that, like it started getting to the point to where, you know, I did have the equipment, you know, my stuff did come in. And everything that I, you know, I had prayed and asked God for, he provided the, the, the microphones, the preamps and stuff like that. It took a little bit of time, but eventually it came in and I, you know, I woke up one day and I was thinking to myself, you know, I have everything I need. What's keeping me from actually starting? And I was thinking, well, this feels like a form of bondage. So I really had to sit back and think self-reflect as to what was keeping me and what it boiled down to was you know as I was getting ready to start this I just kept thinking will I be able to keep it up will I be able to finish and finish strong because you know if I can't do that then what's the point I don't want to go through these areas where I just stop doing all this you know I want to make sure that I'm in a position to continually do this and to help people and to put my story out there and you know I I would I would I would see like different YouTube channels and all this other stuff that would just be good content but the creators just couldn't finish and I guess that kind of the more I looked at that the more that I concentrated on that it fed my fear of being able to continue on I said well I really didn't want to have to put myself in a position to deal with someone being disappointed in my 
inability to finish what I started, to break a commitment. Every time I thought about it, I'd just be very disappointed. I'd think to myself, well, this would be just a waste of time. Like, why would I even want to do this? And as I got started, I started thinking about some of the other creators who are out there who do take breaks. You know, they do go out there and they say, hey, look, listen, those of us who have supported us, you're here because you believe in what we're doing. And that gave me hope. now that I've come to this point in my life where I have a bit more wisdom, I have to say that starting this podcast, whether I finish it or not, if it could at least help one person, I feel like it'd be worth the effort that I put into it. And as I start this process, I start this whole entire journey, I really do have this high expectation of myself. And whether that's a flaw or just the spirit of excellence, I really want to do the best I can with this. And one of my biggest tenets for starting it is, at its core, is to be open and honest with people who have decided to spend their time with me listening to this podcast. You know, this process is new to me, um, even in writing this one. The first episode was a lot longer, seems to be a lot longer than this one. Each portion was seven minutes long at the very least. This one, definitely a lot shorter. But at the end of the day, I feel like as I go and I grow and be persistent, refining the process will just simply make this a lot easier. This is episode two, right? And I've already feel like that my workflow has gotten a lot quicker from the first time around. If I'm being honest about it, I've gotten this all done, this whole recording done in about a day over the span of maybe about an hour and a half, two hours. And that excites me. That excites me because then I've taken that step to face something I didn't know to find out through experiential data, if that's a word. I hope that it is. If not, we can coin it here. Experiential data that um, how long it takes to kind of get this done. And it's really exciting for me because honestly, again, it was the fear of just not knowing that is honestly one of my biggest problems. And I can't be the only person, the fear of what could be or fear of the unknown, what could happen has been a fear that I've experienced quite often. And It's very good at hiding because it'll show up at the slightest, most subtle of times, but then poof, be gone. And it's only through self-reflection that I realized that's the real issue that kept me from doing this. Here I am, episode two, putting it all out there, trying this new format, refining the process. And not only has it gone a lot quicker, but it's also been a lot easier. And that to me is really exciting and hopeful as I layer this into my life, as I continually to come back week after week, refining a script and saying, hey, you know, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. 
and be able to share my adventures, my, my life with people in hopes that it'll help them in their recovery process, which kind of means the world to me, honestly. This whole entire process has really kind of helped me relearn a, a form of discipline that has become something I strive for quite often. I think about uh, these old martial arts films that I used to watch. Um, I would get them from my cousin who lived in uh, Thailand, and he would get all the different movies from Hong Kong, and he'd send them over. And one of the things they would always talk about, you have to have balance in your life. Balance. You know, your yin and yang kind of a thing. And I really didn't understand that. And now I kind of feel like I do. I hope I don't give away some sacred knowledge here, but at the end of the day, it's this is really good stuff, learning this balance. And not just like the physical part of it, because physical balance obviously is important, but what I mean is, you know, not going to extremes. Balance in, in personality, you know, learning to know when I'm leaning more to one side or to the other. When I was younger, if um, I missed something, I would hurry up to try to make up the time and go to an extreme and really wear myself out. And the work was either just not as good as what I would like it to be, but it's that whole going to an extreme to get something done because of mismanagement of time or not building a proper habit to handle the workload. So I'd go to an extreme, stress myself out, get myself worked up. And at the end of the day, even though I got the work done, I was worse off for wear instead of taking the time to layer it into my life and spending those few moments doing something that'll add up to the goal that I'm after. Recently, I've been working on the General So Journal, another project that I like to do that just, you know, talks about the milestones of my life over a, a plate of General So's chicken, my favorite Asian dish. Or American Asian dish, I should I should say. And I realized, like, hey, every Wednesday, if you sit down and can write 425 words, by the time four weeks rolls around, you'll have enough for a 1,700-word post. And I said, wow, that's all it takes? So last uh, Wednesday, I sat down and I got myself going. You know, I wrote... Um, about just kind of a, a rough outline and a few things that I really wanted to focus on. And lo and behold, it didn't take very long, less than an hour, it was done. And I thought, wow, just taking that little time between my busy life to do that. So balance is becoming a lot more important to me as I learn to live a more professional life, as I learn to grow in my ability to handle the responsibilities that I'm wanting to have for the position I want to have and learning how to take it one step at a time without going to extremes. Now, there are times that can get a bit stressful and you have to, but even then, remaining in this mindset of balance, extremely important. I'm currently reading How to Lead When You're Not in Charge, Leverage Influence When You Lack Authority by Clay Scroggins. In one of the earlier chapters, he talks about how positive energy versus um, being realistic. and Because no one really likes to admit that they have negative energy. 
So he says they're just realistic. And the author talks about how he's very positive, but his wife is just very realistic. Yet he has a lot of grand goals, but at the same time, his wife is there to balance him out with some realistic viewpoints that really help him out. And I thought to myself, well, I don't have a wife or a girlfriend or anyone else who really kind of does that for me. But what I do have is this sense of balance. Trying to start this podcast on top of like all the other projects on my vision board, you know, things that I feel like the Lord has put in my heart. I'm like, you know, if that's the case, I should have balance between having this positive energy, as Clay would put it, and um, wanting these lofty goals, but at the same time, being as realistic as I can. There was this time I was on this film shoot, and I, um, I kind of looked at the script, wasn't as long as I thought it was, but you know, I, I kind of started timing out how long this would take to shoot. And I had lofty aspirations. And at the end of the day, it was great. But, you know, I, I had to make sure that I followed my schedule. And so when I told everyone involved, I said, this will take about eight hours. And that seemed kind of ridiculous. But by the time we got it done, it was right at eight hours. And I thought, wow, got my goals done, being realistic at the same time. And so I thought to myself, learning to have balance between the positive, lofty aspirations and the realistic, what is it going to actually take and how much time it's actually going to take for it to get done is something that you just have to learn how to flow and ebb between. And that became a very important lesson, not just in recovery, but just in life in general, dealing with people in a business sense and having this good awareness that says, hey, I know you need something done, but this is, and, I, and I'm with you on that, but here's the, here, here's the bottom line about how that's going to get done, how long it's going to take to get done. But on top of that, having the courage to be able to communicate that with those who are going to, who are in charge, especially if the person who's in charge is yourself, right? <laughs> so the whole process of being balanced, learning to have balance has been instrumental in my recovery. Because if I try to go to extremes, I never get anything done. And I just kind of fall back to this like, well, what's the point? So now I kind of pass this off to you. If you're going through recovery, and it seems daunting, and it seems insurmountable, find some small area to work on, no matter how small, it eventually lead to, with balance, the kind of growth that you're looking for. I'd like to say that I'm the culmination of a lot of small decisions that helped facilitate the kind of change I wanted to see at the beginning of it, but couldn't see because there was just a lot of stuff to get through. So I encourage you to think about not just your recovery, but the kind of goals you're looking for in life and make some small decisions, keep on making them, let them turn into a habit. And eventually you get to a point with God, the transformation that you're looking for. That's just going to about do it for this episode of the Exploring Recovery Podcast. Thank you so much for letting me share. Be sure to check out my blog at SoPsychic.com for more resources and posts to help you along in your journey. That's T-S-O-S-A-I-K-I-C-H.com. If you like what we're trying to do here, please subscribe and share it with someone it could help. Thank you again for listening and letting me share. So long, and we'll talk again real soon.